0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Lord, teach us to pray. Familiar words from today's gospel. And with them, I'm reminded of another passage. From Matthew's Gospel. In that passage, a man brought his ill son to the disciples and asked them to heal the boy. They could not. When Jesus arrived on the scene, the father turned immediately to him, and Jesus healed the child. And then the disciples asked, why could we not he- help The child, and Jesus replied, This kind of healing takes place only after much prayer. In today's gospel, the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. What are they asking of Jesus? I wonder. Are they asking, expecting a a set of words? or perhaps an attitude. We don't really know what they are expecting, but we do know that what he taught them was a guide for prayer. That guide wasn't only good for them, but is relevant for us today. We know it, of course, as the Lord's Prayer, a prayer we've said many times. I want to share with you a a true story. A man discovered that he had lost his wedding ring, and he was beside himself. After all, this ring wasn't just a piece of jewelry. It was a symbol of the life that he shared with his wife, of their love and devotion to one another. And he searched everywhere. He emptied the vacuum cleaner bag. He took the seats out of the car. He probed between sofa cushions, nothing. And every step of his search included a prayer asking God for help. Please, God, this is important to me. And then as he was standing at the kitchen sink, the family cat jumped up on the counter knocking a spoon into the wastebasket below. And then he sort of had this this V8 moment. Oh, he remembered. He had taken his ring off and placed it right there on the counter where the cat landed. The cat had knocked the ring into the wastebasket. And when he told his wife, her face turned pale. The garbage had already been it picked up, it had already been taken to the dumpster. He rushed to the dumpster and he was told that the garbage had been taken to the landfill. But they allowed him to go to the landfill to search. <laughs> and he was taken to this wall of refuse that, that was six feet high and, and 70 feet long. It looked hopeless. But the driver of the truck jumped down from the cab and said, okay, where do we start? (laughs) And the man asked, you are going to help me find this ring? Yes, he was. So they started to plow through the garbage until the man recognized his garbage. (laughs) And eventually they found the ring this man prayed for God's help to find his ring as he searched and searched despite the apparent hopelessness of the situation. I think sometimes we struggle with prayer. You know, either we're too busy or we're too tired or we feel too guilty or maybe we think that prayer just doesn't make any difference anyway. But if you, if you think those things, think about who you're talking to here. It's God. God, the creator of all things. God, who Jesus called Abba, Daddy. The God who wants to hear from us. Who wants to hear from the rich as well as the bankrupt. From those employed as well as those who are not. From those who are sick as well as from those who are well. God accepts us and welcomes us and hears us and knows what we need before we ask. In today's gospel, Jesus also encourages us to ask, to search, to knock. Well, let me ask you this. You know, when you make that long list of things that you need or want, that for which you ask, search Knock. Where does the Holy Spirit come? What is the Holy Spirit longing for for you in your request? Jesus teaches us that real prayer doesn't seek things, but grace. Real prayer doesn't ask God for miracles but for the courage and perseverance to make our own miracles. I think this is the Spirit's longing for us, too. I think God gave the man in this story the courage and perseverance he needed to make his own miracle. God often answers our prayers in ways we never realize. There's a need for cooperation here. Salvation isn't only God's work, it's our work, too. A Russian proverb points to this. If you are caught in a storm in the middle of the lake, keep on praying, but also keep on rowing to shore. We who share in the riches of God's love, we who share in the outpouring of God's grace, We are called to be one with God. And we can't just sit back and let God do all the work. We are called to cooperate with God to make salvation happen for the world, for society, for individuals, for ourselves. I came across a prayer recently, and it goes like this. I asked God to take away my pride, but God said, No, no. It's not for me to take away, but for you to give up. I asked God to take care of the hungry and the homeless, but God said, no, that's your job. I asked God to grant me patience, but God said, no, patience is the result of tribulation. It isn't granted, it's earned. I asked God to give me happiness, but God said, no, I bless you with many good things, Happiness is up to you. I asked God if he loved me, and God said, yes, of course. Why did I create you? Only because I do love you. So I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me, and God said, finally, you've got the idea. Maybe our 21st century request to Jesus should be, Lord, Teach us to be prayerful. Teach us an attitude of prayer. And if we did that, what would his answer be? I think he would say that prayerful people let things ripen, they trust the inner mystery of the situation because they've given up control. Of the outcome, and that is so hard for so many of us. I think the prayerful person accepts imperfection and failure. I also think Jesus would remind us to be grateful. Prayerfulness generates, generates a spirit of gratitude and graciousness, and for the prayerful pe- person, life is a gift prayerful people know that they can't earn God's love. So today's gospel gives us more than a prayer text. Jesus is teaching us the attitude necessary for authentic prayer. True prayer is to discover God's will for us. And then we need to be ready and willing to make those transformations in our everyday lives. In many of our prayers, we ask God to come around to our way of thinking, to to doing our will. We try to wrestle gifts from an unwilling God, it seems. Let's try a new attitude. I'd like to conclude with a prayer attributed to St. Thomas More. A saint who sadly is not included in our Episcopal calendar, but that's another sermon altogether. (laughs) Let us pray. O God, give us a mind that is humble, quiet, peaceable, patient, and charitable, and a taste of your Holy Spirit in all our thoughts, words, and deeds. O Lord, give us a lively faith, a firm hope, a fervent charity, a love of you. And good Lord, give us the grace to work for the things we pray for. Amen.